Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. But if you want to leave, take good care. If you find a lot of nice things to wear, then a lot of nice things turn bad out there. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. It's hard to get by, just from a smile, baby. First and foremost, as you heard, you know, 10 years in the making um, for us to get here. And I'm very appreciative for waiting. Today's uh, my 99th day in office. So I appreciate waiting an extra 99 days for me to be at the finish line when there's so many people uh, in the crowd, Mayor Robinson, Mayor Hayward, all of our city staff, ST, uh, countless others that really uh, made this happen. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I thought, you know, DC has been on the job for 100 days, right? And he's like, oh, I get to do this, this, the, the, the victory lap for this major thing that I had nothing to do with, <laughs> you know, because really, I mean, that was Mayor Hayward and Mayor Robinson. And, you know, Mayor Robinson inherited the ST2 project with a, what is it, about a $50 million gap that he's like, oh, by the way, you get to make this up. Go! <laughs> ah, 90 days, do it. So he did. And I mean, it's kind of amazing. So now we have the second hangar got open. And uh, this is the second of four planned hangars that are going to be at the uh, Pensacola International Airport. Had a chance yesterday to talk to uh, Tim McBride. He is the um, chairman and the president of ST Engineering North America. All right, we're here with Tim McBride. He is the uh, chairman and president of ST Engineering United States. Yes, yeah, so that's a North American, essentially the umbrella company for all the biz ST Engineering businesses in the United States. So a uh, pretty big day for the company. It's a really big deal for us. It also underscores our commitment to Pensacola. Uh, this is the opening, the opening of the second hangar, second of four. And we're going to break ground on the other two hangars uh, later this year. I remember the first opening and then seeing this one come up and, you know, knowing what's happening over on the northwest corner of the airport and seeing the preparation for that. Uh, this is a huge footprint project for Pensacola. And we're especially proud that we continue the investment during a time of downturn in the commercial aviation sector. Uh, we were committed to Florida, we're committed to Pensacola, and even the downturn didn't slow us down. The plans continued forward. We're breaking ground later this year. It's going to be a lot of good jobs for the area. And we have uh, what I heard Alaska and United and UPS are the current clients, and uh, will that take up the full capacity of all four hangars, or are we seeking more still? We already have a commitment for hangars three and four. In fact, we have a deadline to get those ready because <laughs> planes are going to start showing up expecting us to work on them, so we better get going. So the uh, workforce side of things, you guys are, uh, the capacity I think is at what, 1,700 or so eventually, is that about right? I think that's right, And uh, but we can't meet that need without the partnership with the uh, with the local community college, and that's really critical. And so this partnership uh, that we have that will train new mechanics and, and as FAA certified mechanics is critical to meeting that demand. Was there anything in particular that ST saw in Pensacola that attracted you to this as the location where you wanted to make this big investment? I think the support of the local community. You heard today how community leaders came together from all different uh, perspectives to help uh, bring about this, uh, this vision. And we're uh, proud to be a partner with that. We're a recipient in many ways because we've got a great, talented workforce. We've got a uh, support uh, for this MRO facility, but ST Engineering is a global company that provides engineering solutions for customers in all different sectors. And so we're looking forward to working with the community. Perhaps there's an intersection of things that can make life better 
here in uh, Pensacola. For instance, we do a lot of smart cities work. We do smart right, mobility. Right. We're a defense uh, player in many parts of the world. That's not something necessarily we're talking about here, but we uh, do autonomous solutions. We do sustainable solutions. So we want to uh, continue to build on our presence here, talk about other ways we might be able to make life better for residents here. Yeah, I remember uh, former Mayor Hayward talking quite a bit about the smart cities concept and going to, you know, meet folks back at the headquarters in um, Singapore? In Singapore. In Singapore, yeah. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, talking about the possibility of bringing some of that technology here. So very exciting as the first phase of this relationship. Uh, we're, sir? Thrilled. we're thrilled with the support we have from the community. Couldn't be more pleased to be a member of the community. Well, thank you guys for coming here. Uh, nice to meet you, sir, and My congratulations. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. You bet. Yeah, definitely a big day for ST, big day for Pensacola. For Florida, and uh, I actually got a chance to talk to uh, U.S. Department of Commerce representative uh, Greg Vidal. I'll play that for you in just a second. Before that, let's get candy in here with traffic on the fives. I'm still like looking at the everybody's still texting in about the bean stuff. <laughs> It's, it's it's funny that nobody was hurt, you know, but yeah, that, that bean uh, place, right, is in Tennessee, close to Pigeon Forge, where it happened. Um, it looks like Brent Lane and Horseshoe Court in Pensacola showing an accident and showing some roadblock this morning. It's a, or a roadblock, rather. Vehicle crash with a roadblock, and that's Brent Lane and Horseshoe Court. Caution there. Caution wherever you are. Take it a little bit uh, further uh, down, oh, Brent, actually, Softly Field. Uh, very slow where Mobile Highway meets Softly Field because that light is out, as I understand, or it's flashing, uh, and very slow on Mobile Highway near the fairgrounds in Bellevue due to construction. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. All right, I am looking at a picture of the bean spill, and uh-huh. I can confirm that the truck flipped on its side, and the the top of the truck ripped open is what it looks like, and the beans all spilled out the top, back end, a bunch of bushes baked beans sitting on the side of the road, not opened. Ooh. So time to go, to go get, get your beans. Trip, get I your know. beans on. That's I right. I love my beans. All right. Yesterday, uh, like I said, I was interviewing some folks. And one of the people that um, is kind of funny because I walked up to Scott Luth, um, uh, who is the current but leaving head of the Florida West Economic Development Agency. And, you know, I was wanting to interview him. And he's like, no, you should talk to this guy. And I'm like, oh, OK, who is he? He's like, he's with the Commerce Department. I'm like, oh, OK, this guy. <laughs> you know, he's he brought $12 million from the federal government. So Greg Viday is a U.S. Department of Commerce Economic Development uh, Administration Economic Development Representative for Florida. Talked with him yesterday. So the um, federal government um, has twelve, about twelve million dollars into this project. From the national perspective, what's the value of this for the federal government? It's 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 hugely valuable, uh, Andrew. It provides high quality jobs to Northwest Florida, plus it supports private sector investment. Two of the most critical items that EDA focuses on, and it and it and it helps to bring wealth creation to this region of Northwest Florida. Not only that, it, 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 it emphasizes and manifests partnerships and collaboration of all the many partners here. I mean, EDA just has a small role to play, but you know, when you think about it, all the people that need to come together, the state, the, the county, the city of Pensacola, all the grant writers, all the funding agencies, and that's what makes projects like this uh, just so exciting for us. When you uh, think about what you're doing around the nation with economic development, uh, how does this particular industry, uh, MRO for air, you know, for airframes, how does that fit into what the Biden administration is trying to do in an overall sense for the economy? Well, I think I, I think um, one of the items that the administration is, is trying to advance is is um, strong industrial manufacturing, right? And, and we're trying to reshore, reshore manufacturing, trying to build up the supply chains across the nation. And a project like this 
really helps to advance a higher level of economic development, right? Because now we're talking about high quality jobs, aviation, aerospace jobs, which will last for decades and decades, and, and, and the kind of industry that you can build upon. And you have spin-offs, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that's what we're excited about. The opportunity that this creates as a, as, a, as a jumping off point for other things to happen and to really build an economy that really is empowering uh, across the state of Florida and across the nation as well. And, and how does the Commerce Department see, and especially EDA, see uh, the potential for investment growth here in Florida? I mean, we're obviously growing in population. Yeah. Do you see, I mean, is the state very cooperative with you guys? Do you see a lot of opportunity to do other projects like this or to be a part of other projects like this around the state? We do, Andrew, we do. I mean, you know, part of my job is to have those conversations with, with potential applicants on a daily basis. I represent Florida. So my phone is ringing all day long, essentially, and I'm having conversations with people from community colleges to support workforce training to, um, to cities and counties that are looking to advance their economies by, by building critical infrastructure um, uh, to, to building business incubators across, across the state, which help to support entrepreneurship and advance equitable economic development. That's another priority for the administration is, is advancing equitable economic development, getting in the work that we do can only be done in distressed communities. So we try to lift distressed communities up through the investments that we make, and we call our grants investments. Is there anything that you see in working with the Pensacola area that we could do better, that would be an area that, you know, because we have our own perspective of things we do well and that we could do better. Right. Uh, anything that you see from the federal perspective that if we did this, it would be of better benefit for us, either in terms of growth or these kind of investments or, I mean, whatever. You're the guy who sees it from the outside. Well, I guess I guess the one thing that I would say, um, again, looking across the state, I think one of the things we have to do is build capacity to envision and articulate economic development, right? To visualize what it means for a community. Because a community in Orlando is going to have a very different economic development perspective than, a, than the city of Pensacola, right? So the, the trick is giving people the tools and the capacity to envision a stronger economy and how they get there. And that's how EDA works. If, the, if you can, a community can articulate a vision for economic development, that's where we want to fit into. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for the help, and thanks for the time today. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Again, that was Greg Viday uh, from the U.S. Department of Commerce, Economic Development Administration. Uh, 820 here on News Radio 92.3. So really big day, really big day yesterday for Pensacola. And again, we're only halfway there, not even quite halfway, because there's going to be two more hangars and an additional building where they're going to do training as well. Hey, do you think we'll have Hangar 18? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm into UFOs this week. Hey, if um if you're around maybe 40s and 50s in age, that means that your parents are probably, you know, 60s to 70s kind of vicinity. Uh, here's one of the things that you might notice, okay? You might notice that they change a little bit and their abilities change a little bit. Maybe they need more help. Maybe they ask you for help. Maybe they don't ask you for help, but you notice, like, th things seem to be slipping or, you know, you're helping them maybe with uh, grooming and toileting or, you know, bathing, dressing, cooking, cleaning, you know, activities of daily living. Um, or maybe they're having memory issues, Right. That can be an issue as well. It's very common. OK. And when you start to see this stuff happening, um, that's the time to start thinking about what's the right next step. Well, this is where assisted living locators comes in. 
Okay, a good friend, John Horton, he uh, operates this uh, kind of a consultancy, so to speak, where um, he will help you figure out what is the right thing for your loved ones, but also um, which one. Because, like, for example, if you decide on assisted living, there's like 32 different ones locally. How do you pick? Well, he knows them all. He doesn't charge you anything. Okay, and he can just kind of help you pick the right one for you. And if it's, you know, more specialized care like uh, dementia related care, he can help with that as well. Assisted living locators, you can call him on his cell phone, 712-0887 or look him up online at assistedlivinglocators.com. With all the news about interest rates, here's some very good news from Piedmore Imports. Now through the end of February, an APR finance rate of 3.9% for 72 months is available on 2023 models like the Taos S starting from 25641. The Tiguan S from 28227 are the seven passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. All are available for 3.9% financing for 72 months and all come with carefree coverage. Volkswagen's free maintenance for the first two years are 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first. So with carefree coverage and low APR rates of 3.9 for 72 months, Feedmore Imports has the models, the coverage, and the finance rates to help you own your new Volkswagen today. Feedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Feedmore Imports, 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualifying credit through BCI. Must take delivery by February 28. See dealer for details. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. What do you guys do in your club? In physics, well, we, we, uh, we talk about physics, uh, properties of physics. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? imagine like the one guy who's playing the um what do you call it the little the, the one that makes that kind of sound you know he's playing that instrument in the bag just kind of oh, shaking thing. that right. what is that called i don't yeah. know but you know when you're in a rock band and that's your instrument assignment like you got to pretend like that's hardcore man sure like, like you're, you're there man you're there for the <laughs> kind of a sound. it's like the dave matthews band hey who didn't get an instrument in band <laughs> come here's join your, me here's your yeah. triangle 825 oh god i can't wait for that show 
Candy's got traffic oh, on the fives. Yes, I do. This is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. And again, slow on Mobile Highway for a couple of reasons. They're doing construction, of course, near the fairgrounds and uh, Bellevue. I should say it's backed up through that area. That's not where they're actually doing construction. That's in front of the McDonald's on Mobile Highway. But Mobile Highway and Softly Field showing a light issue. That is to say it was blinking yellow a little earlier. And, of course, that'll cause some tie-ups. Single lane traffic on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98. Uh, great view, but stop and go as they work on that road shoulder. And then another accident. This is Brent in Horseshoe Court, right near Pensacola Christian Academy. Uh, an accident there, so that's tying things up too. Uh, caution, wherever you are. Traffic tips 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Yep. And now David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Elon Musk is the richest person in the world again. Bloomberg reporting that the Tesla CEO reclaimed the title after a rally in the company's stock yesterday. His net worth was estimated at more than $187 billion after the markets closed on Monday. That put him back above uh, Bernard Arnault, the CEO of uh, French brand LVMH. Uh, an American citizen has died after a Palestinian gunman opened fire in the West Bank yesterday. Hundreds of Israeli soldiers have been deployed to the area after escalating violence. And Alec Baldwin now being sued for emotional distress by three former crew members that were on set during the accidental shooting of Holnia Hutchins uh, in 2021. The lawsuit alleges negligence and intentional infliction of uh, emotional stress. All right. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Probably nowhere, but you never know. Uh, that's why they file the lawsuits, because they think they can get a buck. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 827 on News Radio 923. Hmm. Well, who are you? <laughs> the pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it harped you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? Which party filed the bill? As I described them to Candy, she plays the game of trying to guess whether it's Republican or a Democrat. Uh, we can play it more than one. I got a lot of bills to catch up on, and we haven't done this in a month. So Yeah, I know. I thought you were being cool. <laughs> Like my husband with a credit card, right? It turns out, yeah, that was my mistake too. SB 530, (laughs) preemption, or I should say de-preemption, but preemption of regulation of tobacco and nicotine products, repealing the provisions that preempt regulation of nicotine and tobacco products to the state so that now local municipalities could ban smoking, you know, on their own terms. Democrat or Republican? Democrat. Democrat, that's right. Tina Scott Polsky. Uh, SB 604, sovereign immunity. You know, if you sue the state or an agent of the state, like, for example, a university, they can claim a limit on the amount of damages that they can owe you for their negligence or misbehavior. Uh, typically $300,000 or uh, sorry, $200,000 a person uh, or $400,000 per event. Um, oh, no, excuse me. I don't know which way the numbers work on this, but this wants to double it. Basically, move it up to four hundred thousand per person and six hundred thousand dollars per occurrence, with eventual annual increases on the limits based on the consumer price index. Who wants to make it so you can get more money by suing the state? Republicans or Democrats? Democrats. I led you astray. Joe Gruder's Republican actually wants to raise this. It's because uh, the limits are too too low right now. So you're going to do this quiz, and then you're going to give me these misleading questions. <laughs> I God. knew the way I phrased no, it. Would I'm going to rate you as a teacher. That's after fine. This. Rate me low. That's I will. Fine. Go ahead and file that form right here in this file. Uh, SB 588, <laughs> enforcement <laughs> of school zone speed limits. Oh. This would put photo radar in school zones. Oh, that's a good idea. In the state of Florida, so that if people during the school zone enforcement time, a half hour before and a half hour after mm-hmm. kids are present, uh, violate the speed limit, they can get mailed a ticket 
Yeah, so who wants to do speed cameras in school zones, Republicans or Democrats? Both. It is uh, as it might be the main sponsor of this bill is a Republican, Anna okay. Maria Rodriguez. That's great, great bill. Yeah, so all the that... trouble we've got with that particular problem. Uh, HB 733, middle school and high school start times, saying that middle schools must start no earlier than 8 a.m. and high schools must start no earlier than 8.30 a.m. because of sleep deprivation oh. concerns. They want to make sure the kids are getting their sleep. Who wants to regulate the start times for middle school and high school in the state? Democrat. It is Republican. John Paul Temple. Here's what's interesting. I did a quick look for uh, Santa Rosa and Escambia. I think in Escambia, I really couldn't find a, a start times for all the schools in Escambia. Weirdly, that should be an easy file yeah. to find. I couldn't find it. But I did find for a year ago. And West Florida was 825. They were the only ones that were out of compliance. In Santa Rosa, um, Woodlawn Beach, uh, Sims, um, uh, Gulf Breeze, all start too early, around 715 or 725. Yeah. Central High School starts at 810. Oh, and the elementary schools are earlier than that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it would change some things in our area. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court today is hearing two challenges to President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Six GOP-led states are suing the administration, arguing President Biden overstepped his authority to pay off debt. Biden relied on the pandemic to justify expanding the education loan forgiveness program, arguing the financial pain of the pandemic will last for years. Fox's David spun a second case today involves two borrowers claiming they're unfairly excluded. A Russian offensive in eastern Ukraine may have momentum. Russian forces have been trying to take Bakhmut for six months, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky admits the situation in the city is getting more and more difficult. In his latest video address, Zelensky says the enemy is constantly destroying everything that can be used to protect our positions. Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831 News Radio 92.3. Mostly cloudy right now. 73 degrees in Pensacola. An investigation underway after a 39-year-old man was found dead in a jail cell at the Foley Jail yesterday. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says Christopher Myers was found dead Monday morning. He'd been arrested on a misdemeanor warrant out of Alberta. Uh, the sheriff's office says that jail staff had been checking on Myers throughout the day and all the way up to just a few hours before he was found unresponsive. They say there was no sign of suicide or any obvious trauma. An autopsy will be done in Mobile. Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves says the city has paid internship opportunities available for young people in several different city departments. We talk about uh, trying to attract talent and, you know, we got to walk the walk too, right? And we got to figure out how to skip, build skills and uh, of the of the young folks who live here. Reeves says it's a great opportunity for the city to invest in the young people who've grown up here. He says applications aren't due until mid-next month. You can learn more about the opportunity online at cityofpensacola.com slash intern. Deputies still looking for a pit bull and its owner after that fatal dog attack last week. Happened Friday on Norris Avenue. Three pit bulls attacked and killed a 60-year-old man. Two of the dogs were captured. A third still on the loose. First of all, we got to find the owner. The owner is apparently hiding from us, and then we're still looking for the one one dog. We believe that the homeowner has that dog. Sheriff Chip Simmons telling Channel 3 that they need to talk with Animal Control to see if the dogs had previously been declared dangerous, and then they need to find out what steps the homeowner had taken to try and contain the dogs. He says 
The dog's owner could face charges ranging from a second-degree misdemeanor to a third-degree felony. State Representative Juan Fernandez-Barquin says it's about keeping more money in homeowners' pockets. Listen, one big argument I have with property taxes is that we've seen it increase year over year, but you don't see the services increase. It's the same services, right? It's not like they're picking up your garbage one more time during the week. Currently, the maximum increase for a homesteaded property is capped at 3%, but if this bill were adopted, it would be capped at 2%. Instead, the bill will be considered during the upcoming legislative session. If it's passed, voters would weigh in on it next year. A cantonment man facing charges for allegedly pointing a rifle during a domestic incident that happened on Sunday. Deputies say 39-year-old Matthew Buckley is charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He's accused of pointing a 22 caliber rifle at a woman and threatening to kill her after consuming a large amount of alcohol. He was arrested and released on $40,000 bond. And you've heard it before, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, that seems especially true in this domestic violence case out of Columbia County, where a woman's accused of setting her boyfriend on fire. Police in Lake City arrested 37-year-old Stephanie Britton yesterday for aggravated battery. She's accused of lighting 72-year-old Herman Humphreys on fire using rubbing alcohol and a cigarette lighter. He suffered first-degree burns on his head, back, and his hands. But he's now out of the hospital and says he's just happy to be alive. It's 835 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at your traffic on the fives. That is not where I thought that story was going. I was like, yeah, hell, that's no... F- oh, that's sad. Uh, Pine Lane and Hilltop Avenue showing a vehicle crash this morning. Uh, no roadblock. That's in pace. That's Pine Lane and Hilltop Avenue. Uh, another accident, Brent Lane and Horseshoe Court. Now, I am showing a roadblock there, and it looks like it's on Brent and uh, right near Pensacola Christian Academy this morning. So certainly caution there as well. Single lane traffic on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on that road uh, shoulder. And I'm still showing that the light is out. I'm not sure if that's still the case or not. But uh, Mobile Highway and Softly Field, which is slowing things down near the fairgrounds. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. This is brought to you by Discover Card. And with Discover, um, you uh, they do something that's awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all your cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. See terms. Check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. 437-1620. Text in your traffic tips. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Another warm day today with temperatures warming up near 80 degrees for your afternoon high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 66. For Wednesday, warm pattern will continue with a high near 78 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 70 for your low. For Thursday, we are going to be seeing a small chance of rain build back in. 20% chance of showers with a high near 78. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 73, mostly cloudy in Pensacola. 71 in Gulf Breeze and 72 in Milton. Our next news at 9, Breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. And your money now. The markets are uh, down at the opening bell this morning. Down one, The Dow Jones down 118.65 at 32.770.44. The S&P 500 down 825 at 39.73.99. And the NASDAQ down 11. 449.19. Elon Musk, the richest person in the world again. Bloomberg reporting that the Tesla CEO has reclaimed that title after a rally in the company's stock yesterday. His net worth is estimated at more than $187 billion. And Target reporting fourth quarter results that beat expectations for the first time in a year now. The big box retailer posting earnings of $1.89 per share on revenue of $31.4 billion. 
It is 837, your next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. News Radio 923. VIP Care is bringing better health to the Pensacola community February 27th and 28th. Both days they'll be on hand at the University Town Center from 9 a.m. till noon, where they'll have giveaways, raffles, and we'll be answering all of your primary care questions. VIP Care specializes in primary care for Medicare Advantage members. They proudly accept Florida Blue Medicare, as well as most insurance plans in the county. Come see VIP Care February 27th and 28th. You deserve better health. We all do it. Joining online home improvement groups and saving our favorite kitchens. Thinking, someday. But a kitchen remodel seems too expensive and time-consuming, right? Actually, you'd be surprised at how affordable and efficient it can be. And with Home Outlet, you have access to the largest selection of in-stock cabinets, plus completely free kitchen planning services. Let the experienced designers at Home Outlet help you turn Sunday into today. Visit your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet to get started. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody was comfortable fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, simple question. I always try to make these questions simple because we're going to fight about them. We're going to disagree about them. These are the kinds of things you ask your kids, ask your coworkers, if you dare ask your wife, your, your husband. Um, but here we go. Okay, all you right. ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. This is all audience participation. For those who are new to the show, this is the time we talk about silly, ridiculous, unrelated to the news things. Here goes. Simple question. Paper calendar or digital calendar? Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. Do you keep a ca- or or no calendar at all? Which uh, you know, props to those of you who are dependent on your memory. Hope it works for you. Um, do you keep your calendar like in a I don't know a little twenty twenty three fold out thing, some kind of a binder? God, back in the day, the old Franklin thing, whatever that kind of. Or do you keep it on your phone? Is basically the digital alternative phone slash computer four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty paper. Or digital calendar. And if you say both, I just don't understand what kind of a person you are. But okay, fine. Maybe you exist. That's fine. Say both. Candy, digital, or paper? Uh, Paper. I have to have it in front of me just because that's the kind of learning that Mm -hmm. I have to do. I have Mm -hmm. to keep one in here so I don't forget. And Uh even then, I still screw it up. And I have one uh, I bought at an estate sale. Like, you just change out the... With the uh, sharp, not the sharpie, but the marker that you can wipe off the original marker. Oh, I marker. see what you got. Okay, gotcha. and I have to have that on our fridge too. And it doesn't seem to affect my husband. Well, I didn't know I had an eye appointment today, really, because it's been in front of you <laughs> for thirty days, Darren. Well, in with fairness, big letters. It's harder for him to see it because he needs to go to the. He has glasses and he's oh, right. in the house, so it's not like he doesn't pass it. Like he's there twenty four seven. He works from home. I got you. Four three seven sixteen twenty. I can take out a billboard. It just does not matter. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Said every wife ever. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So somebody texts in first answer here. Digital on the phone. 
All right, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my uh, hold my fire for just a minute. Okay, I'm gonna hold my fire for just a minute. I'm just gonna read some of these answers and then we'll talk about it. Uh, somebody here says I use the paper calendar to jot down things to remind me to put them on my digital calendar so that it can remind me later. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> oh no, I you know I will say this. I, I okay, so um, I'm a paper calendar. Mm-hmm. I, I I hate the digital calendar. I hate it because typing stuff on my phone is. <sighs> It's always going to be misspelled. It's always going to be fat-fingered. It's always going to be wrong. And it's just so time-consuming. If it's at least it's on my computer, it's click, 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 easy to do, okay, for the most part. But no, I um, I, tr- I have tried at different times to do the digital calendar. It just does not work for me. Um, and instead, it's it's on the paper. It's it's on the paper, on a physical little thing that I buy for a buck every year at the dollar store. My wife buys me for a buck every year at the dollar store. That's yeah. where it goes. But I'm a big fan of the alarm clocks on my phone. Yeah, to right? tell me, hey, it's seven twenty-five. <laughs> go get your son from school, or mm-hmm. you know that kind of right, stuff. Right, so, sure. so lots of alarms on the phone, which I suppose is maybe my like semi calendar mm-hmm. of sorts to remind me that way. But yeah, paper calendar, hundred percent the paper calendar for me. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. I don't need no Skynet telling me how to run my life. Somebody here says Google Calendar. I've tried it. It's, I guess it's the best one. It's the only real digital one I've ever tried. Somebody here says both paper and digital. Wow, way to kill trees and uh, electricity. Uh, depends on the need. Work is paper. Everything else is digital. Work is paper so I can take it to meetings and scribble notes easily. Yeah, that's... That makes uh, sense. You know, yeah, all of this makes sense. Now, the downside, perfect, of the, yeah. the downside of the paper calendar is, you know, when you're out without it. Of and course, somebody wants to arrange something. And what I say is either on memory or, hey, text me. I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I understand that's a limitation. Again, somebody here says both. Paper on the fridge for family stuff. Uh, phone calendar for personal and business. Okay, well, you're keeping your lives separate. I kind of I can see the, the value of that. Definitely paper. My brother and I fight about this all the time because he is definitely digital. I like to see it in front of me. Plus, you know, the CIA can't track your paper calendar. I mean, right? I mean, that's they, what I'm worried about. That's, yeah. that's the key thing here. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Um, digital is work. Home calendar is. Now, see, that's interesting. I wouldn't think people would make that distinction, but I guess in the modern workplace, a lot sure. of times you have shared calendars, mm-hmm. or people are trying to make appointments with you on your calendar or schedule meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the like most primitive version of our work email, and so whenever I get those like you know calendar notice, I just they, ignore them and delete them because it doesn't matter. To me. I have them because Brent Lane sent my phone up, and I don't know how to yeah. turn it off, and I still get promotion <laughs> meeting stuff. But that's Brent right. and his whole family, and I was part they're of it too digital. for a while. They're all digital, and they have something on their fridge that's also like I don't know iPady thing or whatever, and it says what everybody's doing. You know, it, what it's it, so cool. Okay, I'm gonna I'm about to in, I'm about to invent a product that probably already exists. Okay, but I'm just not as much of a technophile as some people are. It seems to me like there's room in the marketplace for a digital refrigerator calendar that would be like a um, an iPad size or a picture frame size that would be like the the TV on your refrigerator or on the mm-hmm. wall in your kitchen so that it would be the shared family calendar like everybody could see. Because if, if there's value to having the one on the wall mm-hmm. and you want to use the digital, it seems like the one on the wall could be a digital this was that's what they did, and it was like a two like he had two girls in oh, they college have a at the time. On the wall? Yeah, they they had oh, it, it, it went their phone to the, the th- this thing on their fridge, but I don't know if Got it was it. like an iPad or if it was meant to do that or whatever. And then a kid in high school, and of course those two busy folks, right? And, I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's <laughs> you know, me. That's me inventing products I'm that already too, exist. I don't want to have them turn my phone off because I don't want them in it again. <laughs> but somebody <laughs> says both. Somebody says I have both yes. for different purposes: digital for daily functions. Uh, somebody likes the Apple Reminders uh, service here. Oh, Rocket great, Book Calendar. They? Don't have. I've 
New words. I know. I'm going to Brand new words. I'm very excited That's about so funny. that. This person must be married to Darren, too. Here's a paper for husband who ignores it. <laughs> a digital recurring home task. I know, dude, right? Oh, that's awesome. They do. And, and of course, you, if you knew me, you would have to make the following guess. Not everything gets into the calendar. Not everything that's in the calendar always gets into my brain. There's some, let's say, gappage. Let's no, say there's sure, gappage. Sure. That would not surprise you if you know me. Um, and so the funny thing is my wife would be like, well, that wasn't in your calendar. I'm like, yeah, but it's in my head. <laughs> She's like, but I need to see it in your calendar. I'm like, I know. These things happen. All right, before we finish this up, let's get candy with Traffic on the Fives. Because not all spouses can read minds. <laughs> not I mean, all. Yeah, no, the good not ones, all. I know obviously. the good ones probably can. I'm not. Uh, slow down on Mobile Highway. Now, uh, there was a light issue at Mobile Highway and Softly Fields. That's what part of the slowdown is. And then the other part, of course, they're on, uh, doing construction in the Bellevue area. Single lane traffic on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98. Uh, stop and go as they work on that road shoulder. Uh, another accident, it looks like. And I'm still showing a roadblock at Brent Lane and Horseshoe Court. This is near Pensacola uh, Christian Academy right there at PCA. And Pine Lane and White Road and Live Oak Lane and Milton showing a vehicle crash, but no roadblock this morning. Certainly if you see an accident or a slowdown, then you can text it in 437-1620 if you have a traffic tip. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, this is funny. I got a friend who works in government says, I have three. Mm -hmm. I have paper and a leather travel notebook. I have a private calendar on my personal phone, and I have a work calendar on the work phone. I'm not mixing the phones up because then Sunday Sunshine would make my personal uh, calendar available to records requests. Like, oh, Is that's that a true? Uh, well, if it's on your work phone. Yeah, if it's on your work phone. I didn't know what applied to that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he he also sent me a link to a refrigerator that has a built-in digital calendar interface on the front of it. I think that's what. Of course there is. Of course there is. But it's cool because you can go, hey, do you want to go eat somewhere? And they'll be like, no, this person has this at this time. Next, it's just, you know, dear house, text wife to ask if she's available at 7 for, I mean, that's where we're going. But you can do that. I know. Yeah, you can already do that with the A word. Somebody here says, uh, yeah, right, we don't say that digital assistant, right? If the CIA snuck transmitters into the pens that record your pen strokes, they would have your paper calendar yeah if they really want to get me they probably can um somebody says android based tablet on the fridge is common mm-hmm. somebody yeah all of our people are sending me the products that exist that i just invented they're uh, cool i mean I, it, it awesome. wouldn't matter because your husband will just ignore it anyway <laughs> that's just a my husband will just ignore your calendar that's a more expensive <laughs> way to ignore the same thing it is yeah, all right 848 on news radio 92.3 sometimes informative local dependable for the most part hey if you're uh, thinking about selling your home and you're trying to figure out who to go with strongly I seriously strongly recommend you call Christina Leavenworth and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty. Here's why. Um, call a couple of realtors. It, that's no problem. It's fine to talk to a couple of different people and see what they all think and you know pick the best. That's generally how you do things. But what I'm saying is that be sure to include Christina on the list because you know she's got a track record. Like you know, last couple of years, she and her folks have sold more than 200 homes every year. It's ridiculous. Uh, when the market was hot, they were selling them for well above list price. Um, you know, just getting list price these days is sometimes the challenge. But the point is you want to get somebody who's going to get the most for your home, and they know how to do that. They know what the market's willing to pay. They know what buyers are interested in, what things that might be little that you don't think of might turn off a buyer and avoid you getting the deal, all that kind of stuff. Okay, They bring that expertise to the table. In fact, she's so confident she can sell your home that if she doesn't sell it in 30 days, this is a deal you can make with her, she won't charge you anything. Okay, that is also an available option if you need to sell quickly for cash. She has cash buyers. Whatever the case is, get her opinion. You know, and she may tell you, look, I maybe today is not, maybe now is not the right time for you. I don't know. I know she's told that to other people because she wants to give you good advice. Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty, 723 9158. 723 9158. 
A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on pep talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As she stared at me through the window, I realized the time we spent in the backyard on her trailer just wasn't fulfilling. We used to have so much fun on the water. I just couldn't crank her up. But Key Marine did. Fun days on the bay are back. And my Yamaha outboard runs better than ever. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. Key Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Google Key Marine or find them on Facebook. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 1030 when the Pensacola State College Charter Academy principal will be on the show discussing how high school students can earn their diploma and transferable credits and an associate degree simultaneously all for free. Applications are being accepted now, so you won't want to miss it on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 1030. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. It looks like I'm a rat. It looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! Never knew boy that you meet. Doesn't know the real surprise. Here she comes again. Good morning, 8:51, almost 8:52 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News, and I mentioned this to you previously, but I thought it was a it was an interesting moment in publishing because you had the New York Times got a letter from about a hundred different acronym organizations, pro acronym organizations that uh, were basically saying you need to change your coverage of our issues. You don't have enough LGBT people on your staff. You need to get them as consultants. You're letting bias sources come in. You're planting, you're printing anti-trans stories. Um, there was one little line in here. It says, um, stop, stop printing biased anti-trans stories. Stop the anti-trans narratives immediately. Stop. This is to the New York times. Stop platforming anti-trans activists. Stop presenting anti-trans extremists as average Americans without an agenda. Stop questioning trans people's right to exist and access medical care. Stop questioning best practice in medical care. Stop questioning settled. Stop questioning science that is settled in all caps. And as I spent quite a bit of time earlier in the show explaining, yeah, um, you know something is settled science because people print it in all caps. <laughs> that's not how that works. Uh, that's not the idea of science. Anyway, so they wanted people to be hired, to be on staff. They wanted a meeting with them and, you know, all this. Okay, all this stuff. So then the next day, I don't know whether it just happened to get lucky timing or whether, you know, there was something deliberate about it. But the New York Times ran an opinion piece, the title of which was In Defense of J.K. Rowling the Harry Potter author, right? And uh, it's by Pamela Paul. And uh, she says, um, quote, 
I'm going to read you a little bit of it because it was a it was a very interesting thing to see this following the backlash and upset and protest by the staff over the running of a senator's opinion piece, the Tom Cotton piece about a year before, uh, which is crazy. You know, how dare you publish a senator in the opinion section of a major newspaper? I don't know, because that's what newspapers do anyway. Um, so here, here's what the uh, the opinion goes, quote, trans people need and deserve protection, quote. I believe the majority of trans-identified people not only pose zero threat to others, but are vulnerable. Quote, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. Quote, I feel nothing but empathy and solidarity with trans women who have been abused by men. And then after that, she writes, this is Paula, Paula, Pamela Paul writing about J.K. Rowling. These statements were written by J.K. Rowling. The author of the Harry Potter series, a human rights activist, and according to a noisy fringe of the internet and a number of powerful transgender rights activists and LGBTQ lobbying groups, a transphobe. Even many of Rowling's devoted fans have made this accusation. In 2020, the Leaky Cauldron, one of the biggest Harry Potter fan sites, claimed that Rowling had endorsed harmful and disproven beliefs about what it means to be a transgender person, letting members know it would avoid featuring quotes from and photos of the author. Other critics have advocated that bookstores pull her books from the shelves, and some bookstores have done so. She has also been subjected to verbal abuse, doxing, and threats of sexual and other physical violence, including death threats. And remember I told you the story, I think I did, about the guy who takes Harry Potter books and he redacts her name off of them to resell them as Harry Potter minus the J.K. Rowling? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Anyway, again with the editorial. uh, Sorry, the op-ed piece. Now... In rare and wide-ranging interviews for the podcast series The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, which begins next week, Rowling is sharing her experiences. Quote, I have had direct threats of violence, and I've had people come to my house where my kids live, and I've had my address posted online. She says in one of the interviews, I've had what the police anyway would regard as credible threats. The campaign against Rowling is as dangerous as it is absurd. The brutal stabbing of Salman Rushdie last summer is a forceful reminder of what can happen when writers are demonized, and in Rowling's case, the characterization of her as a transphobe doesn't square with her actual views. By the way, as a note, this is me making it now. The argument is that if you criticize in any way or aren't even fully supportive of any of the acronym agenda elements, that you are responsible for violence done against those people, right? That's been the position that the activists have been taken. And yet they can't seem to find space to recognize that actively advocating the evils of J.K. Rowling might eventually lead to violence against her. Follow your own thought pattern a little bit, right? Before I finish up with the rest of this, let's get candy in here with Traffic on the Five. That's what I'm saying. I think they're okay with it, which is also really awful, right? You get where that's worse, people, right? <laughs> so on Mobile Highway uh, near the fairgrounds in Bellevue, uh, it looks like a, the, the light is out. There's a light issue at Softly Field in Mobile Highway. That's part of it. The other part is they're doing uh, construction. Traffic tips, 437-1620. You can text them in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to this uh, opinion piece in the New York Times. She goes on, so why would anyone accuse her of transphobia? Surely Rowling must have played some part, you might think. The answer is straightforward. Because she has asserted the right to spaces for biological women only, such as domestic abuse shelters and sex-segregated prisons. Because she has insisted that when it comes to determining a person's legal gender status, self-declared gender identity is insufficient. Because she has expressed skepticism about phrases like people who menstruate in reference to biological women. Because she has defended herself and far more important to supported others, including detransitioners and feminist scholars who have come under attack from trans activists. And because she followed on Twitter and praised some of the work of Magdalene Burns, a lesbian feminist who has made some incendiary comments about transgender people. 
You might disagree perhaps strongly with Rowling's views and actions here. You may believe that the prevalence of violence against transgender people means that airing any views contrary to those of vocal trans activists will aggravate animus toward a vulnerable population. But nothing Rowling has said qualifies as transphobic. She's not disputing the existence of gender dysphoria. She's never voiced opposition to allowing people to transition under evidence-based therapeutic and medical care. She is not denying transgender people equal pay or housing. There's no evidence she's putting trans people in danger, as has been claimed, nor is she denying their right to exist. And it goes on. There's about another page or so of this that I don't have a chance to read to you. But what's interesting is she points out, if you read the Harry Potter books, the Harry Potter books are all about standing up to abuses of authority, standing up to bullies and bigots and closed minded right? That's what the books are about, if you read them. So it would be weird for her to suddenly embrace, you know, that kind of stuff. No, what she's standing up to is the notion that, you know, bigotry can come from the right, can come from the left, can come from atheists, can come from religionists. You know, trying to stifle and bully people can come from all over. And she appears to be against that, as far as I can tell. I'd like to think I do the same thing. I try to be the same thing. 858 on News Radio 923, time for Future News. Future news. <laughs> microchipping. Alabama, a legislator has filed a bill to prevent microchipping uh, people who are out on bail, by the bail bondsman, employees, um, and people in general, okay, to track them. Do we have a future, let's say five to ten years from now, where putting microchips in people is sort of like, eh, it's what we do with dogs, might as well do it with people too. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to track their husband, not me? So terrified of this future. I know, but I, people, I, I, I do not, not want to be right. a part I, of it. I don't think it's right. But I, yeah, I do not. think that it's going to happen. But I do think, tracking, yes. They can track you now with your phone. I think we're headed that way. Yeah, you've got the microchip yeah. in your pocket. Why worry? Hello. Um, <laughs> will the superintendent vote? Will we be moving towards a vote for an elected again as opposed to an appointed superintendent? I think so. I hope not. Listen, I'm guessing. you can do three things. You can go back to an elected superintendent. You could get rid of Tim Smith and try a different appointed. Or, you know, you could try different school board members. There I mean, there's go. options here. Maybe you just, should run. Just saying. No, no, I'm unelectable. I know that. Anyway, it's. It, I don't think we should be changing this so quickly. You're home for Brian Kilmeade.